0: Welcome to The Driver's Line. I'm Greg. And I'm Jordan. And today, we've got a conversation.
1: And today's conversation circles around a lot about December, and we're coming up on some important holidays. It's all about who's good and who's naughty.
0: That's right. Who's naughty and who's nice, and that's really what we're looking for here with our lists for you this month. So we wanted to go ahead and break down naughty and nice into automakers, but that would kind of take forever. So then we decided, well, maybe we're going to do regions instead. So Today we're gonna to do a little naughty and nice for you from both the US and European manufacturers.
1: Yeah, so uh, we're gonna be starting off this podcast uh, talking about who is nice uh, from North America. Uh, and I'll start us off with, I think, one vehicle that has gone kind of under the radar recently. It came out and came out to a big bang, but that's the Cadillac Lyric. Um, it's kind of starting off a revitalization of the brand heading into their uh, you know, EV era. Mm-hmm. Um, Cadillac has been known to kind of like downplay its interiors kind of a bit in terms of its priorities. And I think uh, the Lyric has put a new emphasis on that. Uh, We're looking at crystal detailing, a lot less of the piano black that we're seeing in the previous models, Uh, lots of different textures, lots of different design materials. We've got that huge 33-inch display uh, coming in, and they really pioneered that direction. So uh, on top of that, you have a really solid platform. It's not like the sportiest vehicle in this category, but, you know, when I think about like, True Cadillacs and what's successful is the Escalade. Mm-hmm. And the Escalade's there because it's big, it's bold, it's brash, uh, but it's comfortable and it's got lots of space. So uh, the Lyric in its category, it's roomy, it's pretty big, uh, it's got a lot of range, it's pretty powerful. It's everything that makes a Cadillac a Cadillac. It's luxurious, it's comfortable, and I think it's a really great uh, you know start for Cadillac in terms of its EV era.
0: Agreed, I mean it's just it's a big boulevard bruiser. It's kind of getting back to Cadillac at its roots, right? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be something that people Desire to own. It's going to have the upscaled interior versus a lot of the General Motors peers. Right? right? It's actually beautiful inside. If I have the opportunity to sit inside one, it's just a lovely place to be. It's got a lot of detailing. It's got a lot of comfort. And um, you know, with the new Ultium batteries, like I mean, it's going to be have a, a great amount of range. It's going to be a good car to have. So, you know, I, I think it's a great first step. You know, they're going to take that design language forward. They're going to carry it forward to the Celestique and the new electric Escalade, which is going to be gangbusters, right? Yeah. I mean that thing is going to sell like. Bonkers, oh yeah, right, because I mean for
1: sure. Yeah. It's got the Escalade good. brand and you got that new cutting edge EV technology. So, that's right. yeah. so
0: yeah. Good choice. I think uh-huh. it's a good good start to our good and nice, <laughs> nice here for this holiday <laughs> season. Yeah. So, we'll give Cadillac. All right. and they're not expecting a lump of coal for that one, that's for sure. No, definitely not. No. So my first choice is something we have talked about here a little All bit on right. the driver's line, but it's so good I'd feel remiss not to include it here. Okay. So that is the Corvette Z06.
1: Nice, nice.
0: Again, we're not going to belabor here because we've talked about it previously, but this is what an outstanding platform. You've got a Mm -hmm. mid-engine supercar, flat plane crank V8, 670 horsepower, 0 to 60, under three seconds. I mean, it's just an outstanding performer. Fifth on the list of the car and driver Lightning Lap. Pretty insane. I mean, first is is the Senna, just to give you an idea of the performance performance and the the peers that it's in, right? It's just an outstanding platform. And I think the fact that General Motors brings that to us today is just unbelievable. So I'm going to give them another present. Here, here. Instead of a lock
1: of coal for that. And I think I think you're right on the money with that because that was going to be one of my choices. Oh. But I had a feeling Greg was going to pick that. He loves Corvettes. <laughs> um, I'm yeah. I'm, I I think that's a fantastic choice. Obviously, I mean the Corvette has always played above its its own weight class, and um, the C8 just brings that to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that we were able to move that engine in the back. Now we have a whole lot of other opportunities, like that E-Ray that's just come into play, right. um, and we can't wait to see what that ZR1 oh, is going to do. ZR1 is going to be outstanding. It's, it's going to so, be nuts. Mean,
0: yeah. And you know, it's kind of funny, to, I don't know if you've noticed like, the GM parts catalog, right? So mm. There's been so much back and forth with what that engine's going to be in the ZR1. <laughs> they now show that the, I forget what they're calling it, the LT6 or something, I don't know. But it's going to be like, in the, in the catalog, it's listed as a diesel now. <laughs> it's also not going to be a diesel. But, you know, all the no. signs are pointing to being the flat plane crank with two turbos attached. Right, right. So... GM's so. playing games to try to keep people off the set.
1: <laughs> clever, yes. very clever. clever. Yeah, so moving away from sports cars, because we tend to talk about them a lot. Um, I think another kind of vehicle that um, should be getting a lot more press, but it doesn't maybe, uh, are the GM midsize pickup twins, um, the Canyon and the Colorado. Um, I think that, you know, in that segment, there's a lot of competition now all of a sudden. That, that market has become pretty hot mm-hmm. uh, and in that segment they're coming out with a lot of different technologies that their brand, the other competitors don't have. That new four-cylinder is just Wacky, right. uh, and, and and it's so massive, but it's able to take so much turbocharging. You're going to see so much more from that coming down the road, and I'm really excited about that. Uh, and it's not something that other competitors are doing. Uh, so it's it's really curious to see what direction GM's going because they're not normally known for being risk takers. Uh, but on top of that, you're coming into a cabin that's hugely upgraded from the previous generation, uh, and I think it's given. A run for its money that Tacoma because the Tacoma came out it's pretty nice don't get me wrong lots of new features on that one too uh but GM is really stepping up his game when it comes to off-road performance too which I love to see uh because yeah,
0: there's some R2, you got the bison right exactly so I mean, they are just coming out with all these new models to try to make sure that there's a mid-sized truck for everybody
1: yeah which I really love so uh the full sizes have always been a strong suit for GM but seeing them come into that mid-size game and stepping up their game there is really great. So props there, no cold coming your way.
0: Yeah, agreed. And you know, the, the mid-size game is kind of the old full-size game, right? Because those trucks are so big now. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, it's just really neat to see them actually focusing some energy there because a lot of people don't want a truck as massive as the full-size, right? So they For want sure. something that's gonna fit in their garage, it's gonna handle their day-to-day duties, is right? Without being too cumbersome to move exactly.
1: around. Exactly, yeah. yeah, and to park and all that, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So my next on the nice list. Okay. Before we get to our naughties. It's Rivian. Great choice. I just, yeah. want to, I just want to bring out Rivian because yeah. I'm going to go ahead and mention them as a brand instead of a specific model because they only have two. Yeah. Um, so the R1S uh, and the R1T, they've just done so much you know, starting from scratch, right? So they kind of went the opposite direction of Tesla. They're like, hey, we're going to start with the truck. We're going to do a little bit different this time. Yeah. And so they filled a niche that really wasn't there, right? And so they you know, started... The kind of the, the the whole EV revolution towards the truck side of the segment. So they show that a truck can be fun to drive. Yep. They got quad motors, tons of horsepower, accelerates as fast as a sports car. It's insane. <laughs> it's something that weighs, you know, six, seven thousand yeah. pounds. Um, Looks are a little unique, yeah. you know, my wife does not like how they look. Oh really? Yeah, okay, so gotcha. she thinks they kind of look weird on the front, but <laughs> I actually think they look cool. The
1: pink nostrils? Yeah, I
0: think they kind of look like a bull bar. Yeah. And so that's how my, my, my uh, brain
1: Yeah, works. I, I kind of dig them too. Um,
0: and yeah. the, the inside is beautiful, they're beautifully appointed, you know, really high quality materials. Obviously very expensive, um, but I think it's just a nice opportunity and nice entrance into the segment.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great call out. And um, I, I'm, I think they play to the strength of utilizing all the space in an EV really well too, right? They got that front going on, but they also have that tunnel that's in between the cab right. uh, and the bed. No one's doing that. That's that's definitely unique, mm-hmm. um, and that's where you're going to see sales coming into play because people want new, unique things. Um, so yeah, props to Rivian because I think coming out with a pickup first is pretty smart mm-hmm. considering the market that you're entering. Yep, um,
0: you guys developed an SUV right on the heels of it, so they came out very quickly with the R1S right after the R1T.
1: Yeah, so we'll see how it stacks up to the Cybertruck, but. Well, the fact that it's already you can buy it is a huge There's one. a win. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Congrats, Rivian. Absolutely. No coal for you. No
0: coal. All right. Time for the naughties of the United States.
1: Indeed. Yes. Indeed. So, uh, for myself, I found myself gravitating towards one particular automaker um, <laughs> for both of my choices, oh, no. unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, my first one goes out to my dear friends at Chrysler. You know... The 300, when it came out, really set the market ablaze. It was definitely a game changer. Uh, came out with standout styling. Uh, it really kind of almost gave you like a luxury type performance car for a very affordable price, mm-hmm. uh, considering where it was. And that was like twenty years ago, and we really haven't done much to it at, since then.
0: Right, and when it came out twenty years ago, it was on a platform that was already ten years old. Exactly, which so that
1: platform is now thirty years old. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's still pretty stylish. Don't get me wrong, but it really needs a ton of updating. Um, and the fact that the the last kind of update that they gave it just it's typical Stellantis. Let's shove a bigger engine <laughs> in it. You know what? And- <laughs> That's the 300C you're referring to, which is right.
0: very, very cool. I mean, because they're taking the 6.4 liter Hemi yeah. and shoving it in there. You get 485 horsepower. It's going to be their swan song for it. Right? Right. I mean, right. honestly surprised they didn't go ahead and just shove the you know Hellcat engine. Exactly. 707 horsepower.
1: But, I'm surprised myself. They, they were
0: a little restrained. Yeah. But, I mean, the platform is so old. right? Yeah. So, you've got the 300 uh, V8, which is just the base Hemi, the 5.7. Right. Right. Costing over, well over 40 grand. I think it's over 50.
1: Yeah.
0: And then the new 300C is over 60.
1: But no one's paying that. No one's paying over 50 for that. <laughs> not for the 8 but, but probably I'm for the I'm sure C. there's going to be markups, yeah, for the C. And the fact that people are going to be paying markups on that, I don't know. That's it something is, that is
0: so ancient, is that just boggles my mind. There's I mean,
1: definitely better choices out there. A good car that
0: has bones, but it's just very, very old bones.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, as, especially since Chrysler's just relying on that and a minivan, mm-hmm. um, I'd really like to see something fresh out of there. Yeah. So,
0: Unfortunately, I am also going to pick on Chrysler. Oof. Stellantis, actually, here a little bit. Mm. Um this is a new segment they've recently entered within the last couple of years. Um, hasn't really been a sales success for them. I mean, it's they've they've moved quite a few of them, but not a lot. And when you think of Jeep, I know where we're going with this. <laughs> you don't think of a hundred thousand dollar Jeep. Oh no! <laughs> you stole one of mine, I'm gonna steal one of yours because i was gonna do the three hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm obviously talking about the Wagoneer. You know, Wagoneer, yeah. which. Looks wise, looks ungainly, right? Oh my gosh, it yes!
1: look proper.
0: No. Just, there's something about it, and I really can't even put my finger on it. It looks okay from the front, it looks okay from the back, but from the side, it just looks like a child drew it.
1: For me, like, when I'm looking at it, I think there's two things that really bother me about it. It's the wheel size to the size of the body. just really throws me off. I almost kind of feel the same way about the GM full-sizers, if I'm mm-hmm. honest with you, but they definitely played it off better. But that rear, like, I don't know, just after the wheels, right? It just looks like someone like inflamed it. Like it has a disease. Like right. it's just so not proportional at all. And the roof, and the
0: windows, the way they're all separate. Just awkward. Yeah.
1: And just like coming from a company that also has the Grand Cherokee, which is a really stylish the Grand SUV, Cherokee and
0: the Grand Cherokee L. Yeah, are both fantastic, beautiful vehicles. As far as SUVs go, I mean, you know, they're not like. You know, ridiculously beautiful like a Ferrari, but right, right, right. in their space, For sure. they are good looking vehicles and they just completely miss the boat with a the vehicle they want to compete with Range Rover with.
1: It's insane. So like and that's another situation where let's add more screens and that's going to solve the problem. No,
0: here's a screen for you on the passenger side. Yeah. And here's more screens for you on the driver's oh,
1: side. Why am I bothering you this? Let's be real. Like when we're in a car, we're not looking at this proprietary screens on a, on a vehicle, right? We're looking at the iPads, we're looking at the iPhones that we're bringing inside. Exactly. No no one needs a screen on the dashboard. I mean, we're just adding stuff for just for the sake of adding it. Um and, and when you're looking at a car that ugly, <laughs> <laughs> and you're wondering what's going on with the sales yes I mean and here's an idea let's drop the v8 and just go to all six cylinders too right so we're removing something that some people really enjoyed about it dropping out some capabilities and then jacking up the prices too so it's got more expensive since the last year
0: it makes no sense whatsoever yeah it's it's completely unsurprising that this is one of the few vehicles right now that manufacturers are actually offering rebates on
1: yeah that's uh, surprising at all. Yes. <laughs> Along with the Jeep Gladiator, honorable mention. Honorable mention, Jeep uh, Gladiator. Yes, that's a little tough. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously, you stole mine. <laughs> but it's so hated, uh, it's worth mentioning twice, I guess. I mean, it's it's really a shame, though, no, because they they could have a lot of potential in that market. Yeah. Um, and it just looks like a Mommobile. It really does. It reeks of it. Um, and so. I just like can't imagine what a like a lifted, jacked up four off road true. Wagoneer would look like. It just looks ungainly. It would look like it would fall over. Yeah. I mean, it just would not look so.
0: right.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, that's nice... good night, America. We're going to head on over on to Europe. So in Europe, uh, obviously, many countries, very diversified uh, segment there uh, in terms of European vehicles. But I'm going to start off somewhere that I think maybe the general public won't be so deeply involved in, and that's the UK. Uh. Don't get a ton of vehicles from the United Kingdom. Uh, and actually, both of my nice lists Vehicles from Europe come from the United Kingdom. I wasn't really thinking about it until now
0: You're gonna steal another one of mine, aren't you?
1: <laughs> so my first you're, pick... Here on the driver's line,
0: we of one mind.
1: <laughs> but go ahead. Alright, well my first pick from Europe uh, comes from the land of the light and that is the Lotus Amira. Mm. It's our last gasoline-powered uh, Lotus and I think they've done a really fantastic job bringing supercar styling and capability down to a level. Let's just say it's not affordable, but certainly more affordable than a Ferrari, right? Absolutely. Um, and we're we're it's all focused. I love that Lotus has a focus on lightness; it's their thing. They knock it out of the park every time, and this Amira definitely has not let go of that. Um, it's it's very engaging from what we've read about. I can't wait to get behind one if I ever can mm-hmm. behind the wheel one uh, because they really do a great job with that one. So that's my shout out there, Lotus. Great job. I'm a little bummed out about the future electric for that one. I'm not gonna lie, but it is what it is.
0: It is what it is, and you know, that, that wasn't my choice. Um, okay. And you know, as we mentioned in a previous video, you know, it's got the swan song. It's got that Toyota three and a half liter V6 in it with a supercharger on yeah. top of it. It's just it is a well-suited powertrain. It worked for the Avora. It's going to work well in the Amira. But you know, they're also offering a secondary option with using one of the Mercedes mm-hmm. AMG yeah, four cylinders uh, two liter four cylinders yeah. paired with a DCT is going to be something that completely rapid. I mean, that's going to be something that's going to Compete really strongly with like a Cayman, right? And then, you know, you've got the the supercharged V6 Which is gonna slightly level it above I feel like mm-hmm. you know To like mm-hmm. a, you know, like the four-liter Caymans or, or yeah. something of course Caymans are now moving to electric which is sad so um, <sighs> You know, we've got uh, at least a state of execution here with the mirror from right. Lotus, which is nice But you know wonderful chassis dynamics one of the best cars you're ever gonna drive Um Also looking very forward to getting behind the wheel of one sometime soon, but you know I think it's a, a great choice and you know our friends at Lotus they know how to put a chassis together.
1: Certainly do. So props there. Uh, after that, I went to still United Kingdom. Uh, went a little bigger this time, though. And it's a it's a brand that I've been kind of sad about lately because I'm not sure they have a direction at this point. But they have one vehicle that I think is a really standout in its category. So, which Jaguar did you pick up? <laughs> uh, so I went with the F-Pace SVR which uh, I think is a true standout in the segment. So uh, you got clean lines, which you know a lot of the times when you're looking at these performance brands from Germany specifically, we're just adding on spoilers. We're adding on baffles. We're adding on everything you can imagine, right? The SVR is clean. Mm-hmm. Um, almost a sleeper-esque type situation. Uh, inside, updated. We got a new UI system. Um, I mean, it's, it's really fantastic on the inside. Reliability, eh, but yeah, you know what? Right. We're going to yeah. move on past that. We're gonna breeze past that because that's gonna be a fun vehicle for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that you could take your family and do <laughs> donuts in a parking lot with that insane exhaust from that supercharged oh,
0: V8—it sounds so good. I mean, that is one of the things Jaguar is so skilled at: is yeah. the exhaust tuning. Oh. Like even their V6s, they're you know the V6 supercharged uh, F-type sounded so great, and they've they've done the same in you know the F-Pace. They've just made every exhaust note in those sound phenomenal, and of course the best of the breed is gonna be the SVR.
1: For sure. So, I'm not sure where we're going after this, because obviously they're going electric too. Uh, But it's really great that we have this SUV that has such a just ridiculous exhaust note. I mean, I would love to drive up and like, <laughs> just like picking up your kids at school with the SVR. Like, how cool would that yeah, be would for be kids? Like v,
0: right? Yeah, like, is it there? Like, some people see an unassuming SUV pull up. Yeah, it's got some little. You know, you see the quad exhaust. You see yeah. some of the better wheels and lower fascia. I mean, the
1: Traverse has quad exhaust. Right?
0: <laughs> exactly. No one would ever know. <laughs> And so, you know, you see it pull up and you're like, oh, that might be, it looks a little cool, but then all of a sudden you hear it fire up and it's just like the gates of hell open. Exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> so Jaguar, welcome to our nice list. There you go. Finally. Yeah, so for, for my nice uh, selection here, um, it is something that we've talked on the driver's line a lot about, but they have such a broad spectrum of vehicles just in this one model category that for anybody who wants one, you've got anything you want. If you want just a cruiser, they got one for you. If you want to go off road, they got one for you. If you want to go to racetrack, they got one for you. This
1: Which portion are you picking? Exactly
0: what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the 911.
1: There you go. The <laughs> That's
0: you got so the Dakar. True. Yeah. You want to go off road, you got a Dakar. You want to go to racetrack, you got the GT3 or yeah. GT3 RS. You yeah. got two choices. With the RS, they have DRS on it now for crying out loud. It's like a race car i mean it's literally a race car
1: no one does no one does variety better than porsche i mean they really don't
0: and that's how they make their money right like i mean they just offer all these different models the new st
1: yeah i know
0: i mean just the boggles the mind and these are gonna and they do such a great job of making these desirable you know um compilations of these vehicles putting all the pieces that you want together you know the career even
1: yeah well and, and that the fact that they're releasing that They're going to see so much longevity from these names. Like it's gonna be hard for them to like replicate this down the future. I need to keep track of all these different because everyone loves these. (laughs) Yes. Everyone loves these. So I mean like the and and the fact that the resale value on these is also gonna be incredible. Nine percent. They're fun to drive.
0: I literally looked up their depreciation on nine elevens. It's nine percent. Not everything else is obviously double digits. Yeah. And like I think the next one is like 14%.
1: Next one. Yeah, so you get something fun to drive and something that holds its value. Yeah. I mean, it's a win-win.
0: It is a win-win. So Porsche, kudos to you. Yeah, You're great pick. continually crushing with the 911 line, which again, probably a uh, typecast here for us at uh, the driver's yeah, line. Yeah, but
1: yeah, we love our P-cars. Yep. <laughs> it's
0: it's <laughs> undeniable with the success that they've been having.
1: For sure. Well, sp- Porsche is crushing it, but maybe we should move on to some choices that maybe we'd like to crush.
0: Like to crush. From and Europe. I want to go first, so you can't steal it. <laughs> Fair enough. Jordan just talked about a great SUV. I'm gonna talk about one that's not so great. Oh. I'm gonna talk about the BMW XM.
1: <laughs> he hates it so much.
0: <laughs> it is so ugly.
1: <laughs> you don't <laughs> say. <laughs> I mean, unless you're Helen Keller.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Unless that is, is is a challenge that you face, it's a loss yeah. of sight. Um, the XM is just an ugly vehicle, and it presents no value. Yeah. And the thing that makes me the most frustrated beyond how it looks, beyond how it performs, is the fact that this is the second car that is a standalone car Mm. from the M division.
1: Mm. That's true. What was the first? Yeah, you got that. M1. M1,
0: yeah, that's right, yeah. Beautiful, Yeah, legendary. Right. This is none of those
1: things. It
0: is ugly. If you want a fast SUV, you're better off getting the uh, X5M. That's true. It's better in every way, shape, and form.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and, and then you have that, Red edition. Oh. And now it's no, just no, called no, edition. No, it's just no called a label. Label, that's right. Red label. Excuse me. Sorry, BMW fanboys. I mean, like.
0: <laughs> it's just called label. Yeah. And they just made it uglier. They literally <laughs> put lipstick on a pig is that's,
1: what they did. Yes, that's, yes, they did. With those big old pig nostrils. Yeah, the
0: big old pig nostrils. Just rimmed them with red. Looks better.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, they're trying to get attention for their brand and certainly working, I guess. But. It's we're talking such a, about it, right? So I guess yeah. we're
0: we're playing right to their hand. But
1: but you're right. I mean, it's a bastardization of that M name, it is. and, and, and it. it's a shame. Just, uh, yeah. so frustrating. Uh, I, I mean I I had a feeling you're gonna pick that. <laughs> I didn't pick that one, <laughs> Um But I am staying in Germany from okay. my next pick. Um, and this is almost like same idea, but we're going in a different direction. So um, I gotta call out the Mercedes EQ line. Just oh, yes. all of them because they're essentially the same car. Uh, just photocopied. So, you know, I mean, we know that German companies love that saying, right? Same size, different length. Mm-hmm. I mean, this really takes it up to a whole new level. I mean, it's almost impossible to tell these things apart without standing right on top of them.
0: They're literally amorphous blobs. <laughs> they have no style to them whatsoever. It just looks like a blob.
1: Yeah, it's just like when you think about the classic Mercedes, like the classic Goldwing, right? Everyone mm-hmm. gravitates towards beautiful true lines, balanced. I mean, and even like the more recent choices, like the more recent SL. Mm-hmm. I mean, beautiful car. Yes. And then you come out with this jelly bean. I mean, it's a jelly bean yeah, on wheels. I you're
0: trying to go for a low coefficient of drag, right? But, you know, as we recently talked about the Lucid uh, yeah. Gravity, yeah. big SUV, normal vehicle lines, right? 0.24 yeah. coefficient. Yeah, it's crazy. So, it's it anything in its class.
1: Yeah, certainly Mercedes could come up with a design that's more, that's more efficient than this. But, I mean, it's just so lazy. So, like, you know, and then the interior. <laughs> again with the screens everyone needs more screens We've gotta screens, have screens lights. everywhere yes. yeah and it's the same design for every car you're coming out with so why pay for the eqs when you can have an eqe i mean it's basically the same car just a little bit smaller so i mean you know i don't i do hate that bmw is going in this crazy wacky direction but i almost like give a little credit for trying something new i mean it's just laziness coming out of mercedes and and i think that we're going to see that coming out of sales um, I just can't see them really doing well with these things down the road. They're gonna come up with some new designs for these. Right. Um, but yeah, just gotta call you out, sorry. <laughs> it's an entire line of vehicles, but we're going with it. And for my last one on the nodding list here in Germany, we're gonna say with
0: Mercedes. Okay. Sorry, Mercedes, but for what you did to the C63, oh. we have to mention you on this list. You're gonna get a lump of coal in your mm-hmm. stocking mm-hmm. because you took that beautiful twin turbo V8 out. Of the C63, and gave us the Turbo Four with a hybrid system. <laughs> this car has been universally panned across reviewers, yep. and just completely takes out everything that we held dear about the C63. as in more screens, removes drivability. Yep. What seems to be like what Mercedes is waiting for right now, which yeah. is just completely, completely a shame. And the the way the hybrid system engages is not smooth. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. it's so peaky now, right? And you just used to be able to ride on that fat wave of torque, right? And now you just don't have that anymore. It's just so disappointing.
1: It's a complete change of personality yeah. for them. And, and, and it's a shame because that car was known for that. Right. I mean, you know, it might not be the most precise car on track, but it's going to be a fun and around. No one wants to hoon a hybrid. No,
0: nobody's going to hoon a hybrid. And that's what AMGs are known for is Clarkson. Right. You know, Jeremy Clarkson right. always pointed out, he's like, he's like the best thing to do in a Mercedes is to go sideways. Yeah. If you want something that's going to cut a line, take a BMW.
1: Exactly. Yeah. No, it's great you call call hang out.
0: the tail car. Mercedes, but who's going to hang out the tail of a hybrid?
1: Yeah. four-cylinder, C63. Yeah, come on. If you want
0: to call that the C45 or 43 or something like that, knock yourself out. Yep. But, you know, give us something good in the C63.
1: Exactly. I mean, there's such limited production anyway. Like, yeah, come
0: catf- on. Cafe demands, yeah. you know, be damned.
1: Exactly. On. That's a great call-out. I'm going to stay in Germany as well. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> I'm moving away from Mercedes. Okay. So We're, we're going to stop beating up on Mercedes. Right. Um, And i got to go home to Volkswagen. <laughs> oh. And, uh, This is hard for him because he's a Volkswagen fanboy. All right, (laughs) Volkswagen. We got to talk about this ID line that you guys are coming out with, okay? Um, I was going to go golf, but at least the GTI is still engaging to drive. Absolutely. Okay.
0: It It just has a funny face. Yeah. If that's that and the piano black are the worst of the concerns that it's not (laughs) that bad.
1: (laughs) It's a tough pill to swallow. I'm going to swallow it for now, though. And I'm going to move on to the ID line. All right. And specifically, I'm looking at the ID four because I'm seeing a similarity here between that and that Mercedes EQ line that I kind of brought up before in terms of this blobular, lazy design shape. And that ID four is like, if you just like told AI, right, design a boring, uh, you know, midsize SUV for a commercial. That no one's gonna know, yeah. right? I mean, that's that's what it is, and and I know Volkswagen was never really known for design necessarily, right? But they're known for clean designs, yeah, clean crisp design, design that's almost timeless, right? And that's what they've always been. Good this at. is gonna look dated. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna look like you know a a, a toy, uh, and inside we're looking at something that looks cheap, feels cheap, is annoying to operate. And where are my knobs? Going back to that, right? You're, you guys are going to be putting those back on, and we've heard that much coming from Volkswagen already. So, you know, I understand we're trying to get away from dieselgate <clears throat> and go all electric. I understand that.
0: I think dieselgate is so far in the rear, rear, <laughs> rear at this point <laughs> that they don't need to, like, try yeah. to actively separate themselves from it anymore. But you know, I, I do think that's part of it. They're just going so strong with this ID line.
1: Yeah. So so it's just disappointing. It is. Uh, so... I mean, give your car some names for crying out loud, and let's give them some character again, because this is putting me to sleep, okay? It's melatonin on wheels.
0: Yeah, agreed wholeheartedly. So, VW, we're looking at you. We know you can do better. We just want to see you. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, thank you guys so much for joining us on our naughty and nice list for the United States and Europe. Join us next week when we're going to continue our naughty and nice list, and we're going to go overseas. To Japan and Korea indeed so join us there thanks As always always like and subscribe and we'll see you next time okay.